uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. April 2018 has been a groundbreaking month in terms of news and gossip in the world of UC Today. In this episode, I catch up with UC Today's publisher, Rob Scott, to discuss the biggest stories from this month and take a look ahead to next month to see what will be on the horizon for May. Have a listen. Good morning, Rob. How are you doing this month? Have you had an exciting April at UC Today? Good morning, Patrick. Yes, yes. Been an interesting one again. It has been an incredibly interesting one. Um, so w- what we'll do, we'll have a, if it's okay with you, we'll have a roundup of the news, what's been the, brought the most traffic to the website, what's been the really hot topics within the industry. Sure. I think the, the biggest news of the month was Cisco coming out of their collaboration summit, changing the name of Cisco Spark, which, me and, which we both quite liked, um, and, they, and they've scrapped that and they've gone to, they haven't copied, copied Microsoft at all. They've gone to Cisco WebEx Teams. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting change. Um, and, you know, I think we talked about this earlier and we, we totally understand the, the reasoning behind the name change. I mean, WebEx is uh, Cisco's longstanding, you know, video conferencing platform. And, you know, it's got that pedigree stamp on it. But, um, you know, Spark, we, we both like Spark. I mean, being, you know, nigh on millennials, uh, certainly probably one of the oldest millennials you'll meet but uh, I really liked Spark I, I think it was cool uh, and it really kind of gave the platform a whole new kind of you know feel but um, uh, yeah they've moved to Cisco WebEx Teams which I think you know we did a bit of a poll on Twitter and interestingly most people don't mind the name WebEx uh, you know but uh, it's WebEx Teams is the issue you know Microsoft already have Microsoft Teams and, uh, you know, they put themselves right alongside. So a, a clever move from Cisco, if that was tactical, but equally quite confusing for the end users. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was strange in terms of, and I understand Microsoft obviously don't have a monopoly on the, the word Teams, and they can use it, and it does exactly what it says on the tin, it is Teams, but I just thought it was, it was slightly strange from that front. Um, on our website, there is loads and loads of content about this, isn't there? There's various articles, and we've also got, the podcast channels, we've got news about the change, why they did it. We spoke to uh, Danny Stevenson uh, from Meeting Zone, who, who is a Cisco partner, who explained a lot more about the background, so listeners can listen to that. And we've also, the week before the name change, we had Tom, our usual Microsoft expert, and Danny debating the two sides of, of the platforms in terms of Spark versus Teams. But now it's Teams versus Teams, which just gets delightfully confusing. Yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But now the name's changed. We're going to probably have to go back through a few things and update things. But um, I think the, the face-off between, uh, you know, Cisco, Spark and, and Microsoft Teams went off really well. We've had some great feedback. And if you haven't listened to it so far, you certainly should jump on uh, our website, hit podcasts, and you'll find it in there or on iTunes and listen to it on your iPhone. Absolutely, and we've got the various channels, so there's the main Out Loud podcast channel, and then there's the Microsoft-specific channel and the Cisco channel, so you can find the podcast on both of those. And that leads us nicely onto our, on our, on our Microsoft-specific channel, we have to thank Tom, our Butternut, who comes on regularly every month from Modality Systems, and we put our last monthly update out for April. And it, it was a busy month for Teams, wasn't it, in terms of 
the news they've released about the interoperability and how they're making that migration path easier between teams, which obviously Microsoft want everyone to move to, and the platform that I think more and more is the ugly stepchild of Skype for Business. Yeah, and, and we've got two things on this. I mean, Tom explained it really well on your most recent Microsoft Monthly podcast. I think, you know, the way he explained it, the different islands and getting from Skype for Business onto Teams, uh, you know, certainly worth a listen. Otherwise, if you, you know, hit our website, you'll see uh, Microsoft Teams logo with flames coming out the back of it. And, uh, you know, that will explain everything about the, the path to Microsoft Teams from Skype for Business. Um, but, yeah, an interesting update again from Microsoft. They just bring in some big features and, and benefits out every single month. So uh, hopefully get some more next month. Absolutely. And, we're, and as you said, pick, uh, listeners can go to the website. If they search for Microsoft or if they search for Teams, you can find all the podcasts and the related, art, related articles which explain, explain everything in a lot more detail. But outside of the big two in Microsoft and Cisco, it's still been an incredibly busy month. And we were discussing what we were going to talk about before. And I'd completely forgotten that Plantronics Polycom happened at the beginning of the month. You know, it's been such a long month. And as well as that, we had just recently, last week, Mitel being acquired... Uh, by a private equity firm. So you've got the two sort of polar opposites there of Plantronics buying Polycom and taking it back and then and Mitel going from being a public company back to private. It's just an interesting time in the industry, isn't it, in terms of the, that switch around and, and that dynamic in terms of consolidation and, and who's investing where. Yeah, this is indicative of what's happening in the industry right now. There's lots of consolidation and it... And it there doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, a, a formula, a set formula for vendors to, you know, get bigger and be more successful. I mean, Mitel going private from, you know, uh, the Nasdaq and, um, you know, Plantronics buying, uh, you know, Polycom of Sirius Capital, who are the biggest shareholder of that business. Um, I think, you know, just on the Polycom, you know, Plantronics deal, it's probably one of the best deals I've seen in a while. I think the, the synergies are fantastic. There's no overlapping products within their portfolios. I can see that business doing really well together. Um, I was at an event last week speaking to someone from, and you know they didn't know whether, you know I asked about the brand changing, and they didn't know whether the brand would potentially change, you know, into a Plantronics brand. I mean, we got two really long-standing, good quality pedigree brands. You know, I, 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 equally, I, I, I can't guess what's going to happen, but. Um, I'd love to see that both brands remain. Yeah, strategically, that's, that seemed to make a lot of sense, didn't it? The, the Mitel deal, obviously a different flavour. It's a private equity firm buying Mitel. And that that was also interesting from, from various other aspects, isn't it? The, the thing I wanted to talk to you about, as, as someone who knows about the industry more, is, is this because the unified comms landscape is changing so much in terms of cloud, and Mitel have been very public about their shift to cloud, have Searchlight, who are the company that have bought Mitel, seen the potential, you know, if they can turn them around into a, a cloud-focused UC company, that there's a potential for a real return on investment there? Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's an interesting one. I, I think if you look at Mitel's last decade, Mitel have made some significant acquisitions. Uh, first, you know, Intertel, then Astra, 
then on to Shortel, you know, in, in several hundreds of, of millions of dollars each time, you know, and probably, you know, I imagine they've got quite a lot of debt, right? So I don't know whether this is a, you know, a strategy to reset the bank balance and then really drive their portfolio into the cloud, because right now it isn't, you know, they, they've got quite a lot of on-premise solutions still in that uh, kit bag. Um, although they do have a, a, you know, a significant cloud offering, I would say the business is still, you know, probably got a foot in both camps and, and not ready to complete on the on the pure play uh, uh, stage, really. So um, I think it's an interesting one. I, I can, a lot of happy people probably made some decent money out of the deal. Uh, you know, what's going to happen in the next kind of five to ten years from my tell, uh, I think we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and again, if people go to the website and search, we've we've got some more background content there. And Searchlight, the company that bought them, also own Rackspace. So there's potential there. One of the analysts, David Danto, I was talking to uh, when I was doing some research for the articles, you know, said there's potential there if, if Mitel did want to utilize Rackspace's platform for cloud provision. So there's some interesting possibilities there as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those kinds of things could happen. I mean, you know, I think that, uh, that's going to all unfold, but I think it's going to take time. I think, uh, you know, buying the business, they're going to want to see uh, synergies, uh, you know, being, I suppose, synergies. I, I think they're going to want to see a return on investment as quickly as possible. But um, Rich McBee, the CEO of Mitel, is intimating that there's going to be a period of uh, kind of retrenching while they get their cloud proposition on plan. And, and that is a benefit of taking it private over quarter by quarter. Uh, you know, publicly being publicly traded. So let's see. What's this space? Absolutely. And there was another interesting uh, deal, uh, Evolve IP. And I think you were you at a Voice Factory event. There, there was an interesting deal there. And and you were explaining to me before. You know, that's a that's a regular tactic, isn't it, for companies from the US to use to to buy UK to use as a platform or, or a bridge over the Atlantic to get into Europe. Yeah, absolutely. So. IP are, you know, quite a significant service provider, cloud communications and cloud computing service provider in the, in the US, and they've been on a bit of an acquisition trial for a while now, and they're doing really well by the looks of things. Uh, they recently bought Entel, uh, a Dutch uh, service provider, which gave them a foot in Europe, and um, they recently, or just last week was it, I think, or the week before, acquired uh, or, or announced that they were acquiring the Voice Factory, which is a the Voice Factory are a broad surfed service provider here in the UK, uh, quite successful, growing in some you know huge numbers uh, recently, and you know they've obviously uh, come together, joined joined up, uh, go forward into uh, into Europe. But yeah, what we're seeing is a lot of uh, activity, cross border transactions between the US and the UK. The UK is a, a logical first step out of the US if, uh, for. For ambitious growing cloud communication service providers. Absolutely. And um, there's also one, rumours have been circulating about this for a while, and we have to stress they, they are only rumours, but they keep on coming from various different sources. And the rumour, and we put an article posing the question of whether Samsung are going to leave the traditional on premise. PBX market, which which it looks like they are. We, we haven't had any confirmation from Samsung, but also we haven't had any news the other way, have we, about new product launches or any any different strategy which might make us think that they were infused about the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I think the rumor mill is churning on the Samsung business communications division right now. Uh, you know, it, it is rumored to be a global exit from 
you know, the phone system market for Samsung. I mean, we haven't heard much from Samsung uh, since we started as a publication. We seldom see any updates or new products. Um, you know, I think that they're exiting the market uh, because they really haven't got their cloud proposition in gear, and they're probably not seeing a future uh, on-premises PBXs. Um, I mean, I don't know whether that's true or not. That's purely speculation, but, um, you know, Folio right now is still in in the old world, I suppose, um, and we're not seeing much, many, much sign of it, you know, migrating towards the cloud. Um, so, yeah, an interesting one. I think we're going to have to wait and see, but um, there are, you know, there's a lot of heat on Samsung's brand right now in the business communications world. Yeah, and I did some background on that article, and, and you think, oh, you know, why would Samsung leave the market? You know, it's such a tiny fraction, isn't it, of their overall business in terms of what they do in mobile phones and chips and that sort of thing, that their focus it, it will affect them very, you know, very minutely if, if they pull out of this market. Yes, I think, you know, clearly, I, if you sat around the boardroom table at Samsung, you know, their business is in other areas, and, uh, you know, it could be a thorn in their side. You, you just don't know. Um, you know, they distribute their products through distributors. Uh, so, you know, we have one big one in the UK, We, you know, all around Europe. I mean, I'm sure that those distributors uh, are, are not going to be best pleased right now if that's actually going to happen. Um, but naturally, for customers, there is always a plan uh, put in place. So, you know, it's not panic stations. If you've just bought a Samsung or you're just about to buy a Samsung phone system, you know, they have to support it for a number of years yet, uh, and those provisions will be put in place uh, before any kind of grand exit is, is made. And I, certainly, I wouldn't call it a grand exit. I probably it's a it's a slow exit. And there's that's pretty much it for the, the hottest news stories. But you, you can always go to the website, can't you? You can go to uctoday.com. You can click on the trending. You can see what's hot, and it'll it'll show you the the most popular news items from from April that, that we've just briefly discussed. Uh, but also there, there was big news from our side in April. We discussed in our, our last monthly update the release of the UC Today Market Guide, uh, and that has been released. So you can go to the website and you can you can download that for free. A full ranging market guide. It's sort of a library, isn't it, of of, of all the industry and, and what's hot and what's going on. We're really pleased with the market guide. It's our first one. It's just been released. It's all over the website. So if you jump on uctoday.com, uh, it's uh, it typically sits on the right hand side of every news article. Um, it is free to download. It's free to take away. No forms, no data, no privacy issues. It's uh, it, it is there uh, for everyone just to take away. No matter what your role is, whether you're buying uh, UC products or you know working in a UC you know, business. Um, it's a comprehensive guide of uh, vendors operating in the UC space, and it is also contains uh, lots of market insights around what's happening, what, what opportunities there are, what priorities that uh, vendors uh, are looking at right now. So, yeah, jump on, load it, take it away. And before we go on to the, the big event, which is taking place later this month, which is UC Expo, we should also discuss the, the major date coming up, which is the 25th of May, which is, of course, Rob... GDPR, yes, of course. <laughs> How can I forget? Well, you're, you're actually incorrect there, because it's my birthday, the 25th of May. But GDPR also quite important. So, yeah, that, that's a big deadline coming up, isn't it, for, for businesses and, and vendors and everyone in the industry, really? Uh, yeah, and I'm hoping you're... Uh, you know, your birthday party is more exciting than the GDPR 
deadline. But yes, GDPR, it is a hot topic right now. Uh, we're seeing some activity on our website. Uh, you know, whether you're working in a, a UC business or, you know, working in an organization that's, you know, operating a call recorder or a contact center solution that is collecting data, um, yes, GDPR is on the forefront of most people's minds right now. And, and, and as you said, there's loads of stuff on the website. It's a really hot topic. So I, I hate to say, if you haven't done anything yet about GDPR, you really should have done already. <laughs> but get to the website, have a look, and uh, check out what you need to be doing. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, both yourself and I will be attending UC Expo in London, which is the, which is the biggest UK UC event, isn't it? Yeah, UCX wise, it's, it's grown and grown in popularity over the years, and I, you know, I think even again this year it could be a, another record for the organisers. Uh, UCX is where all the vendors get together and put on a, a, you know a, great, a grand show for the end user community for looking to buy uh, or looking to research uh, potential UC solutions. Um, yeah, so we've got a scan there this year. Uh, which is different because last year we were walking around and we were interviewing lots of people, but this year we have a stand. And so, what we're what, what are we doing, Patrick? Tell us more about it. Well, I was just about to say, if anyone's attending, it, it's free to attend as well, isn't it? From a from a delicate perspective. Yes. So anyone, so if you're in the in the area on the on the dates, it's the the sixteenth and seventeenth, is it, mate? Yes. So if you're in the area, you can go to UC Expo and you can, there'll be loads of exhibitors as well. Obviously, the best exhibitor will be UC Today. So come over, have a chat with us. We'd love to talk to anyone, whatever your role is in the industry, about what you're thinking about unified comms or collaboration. And we're going to have loads of interesting content as well. We've got some interviews lined up with vendors. So we'll get some interesting podcasts out there, some interesting articles. But I am generally just very excited about um, a UK version of a, of a big UC and collaboration event. Yeah, no, I'm really excited as well. It's, it's a great uh, meet me point for uh, for everyone involved in UC. So, yeah, really looking forward to the event. Excellent. Um, so I think that is is pretty much it. In terms of UC Expo is the main event, there are some other events taking place this month, and you can always go to the website at uctoday.com and look on the events tab, and it will show you absolutely everything that's going on globally this month. But the main one in the UK is UC Expo. So, Rob, unless there's anything else, I think that pretty much covers it for our monthly update. I think so very much excellent thank you for coming on thanks as usual to rob for chatting with me about all the latest news from april as we mentioned there is loads more content on the website so if you head over to uctoday.com uh, you can search for whatever takes your fancy whether that's cisco or mitel or microsoft but also don't forget to go to the website and download our market guide which is completely free of charge and includes all the information you need on all the players in the world of unified comms and collaboration Podcast-wise, you can find all of our other podcasts on the website in the podcast section, but also we are available on iTunes, and very shortly we will be launching on Google Play and Spotify, so keep your eye out for that. Thanks for listening.